I just the other day had lunch with a friend, and he said, my son is just a slob. I mean, his room is a mess, and I, I, it's just, I, I think I have to talk to him. Now, his son is like 25 years old and living with them. <laughs> so there is a little bit of a conversation that has to happen. Uh, I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting team. And Danny, um, cleanliness is not next to godliness, but there are some people that just can't or won't keep a, a space clean. Yeah, no, my son, uh, Alex, he struggled with, with having a clean room early on. He was very sentimental with what he, he owned, so he wanted to hold on to everything and, and uh, didn't really have a picture of how to organize a room early on. And uh, my daughter did, and now it's kind of flipped around a little bit. And it's, it's interesting to see uh, when, when kids struggle with this, the reasons why. And sometimes it can be a disorganized child, a child that's distracted and things just go all over. You need to help them learn how to focus, right? How to focus and organize. You may have some kids that want to save everything. They're hoarders. They, they don't want to throw anything away. You need to help them learn how to break free from the anxiety that comes with, with mm-hmm. holding on to things. Then you have some kids that just don't care. They're just sloppy. They don't care about they, – they have no awareness that they're stepping all over clothes and food and things in their room. And uh, those you want to help them have more awareness and, and respect for things that they own and have. So each child is going to have a different need and a different reason as to why their room uh, tends to be in disorder. So go into that with your kids. Yeah. Uh, ask them, uh, hey, wh- what is it that you see here? What, what would a clean room look like to you? And make sure you match up on what it's supposed to look like. Mm. Maybe you see it as a museum and they see it as, well, things are at least off the floor. <laughs> and so so having, having a general zip code of where, what, is, what a clean room looks like, that's a good place to start. And then go into the different personalities, the, the different ages of your, of your kids, and then how are you modeling mm picking up after yourself yeah. as a parent or in the home. And from there, you can begin to teach the, the, the disciplines and the lessons and the habits that go along with how to maintain a room. That's good. It's quite a process. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, you've normalized it. You've made it so it's not such a big deal. And I appreciate that. Focus on the Family President Jim Daly spoke with Brenda Garrison, and she addressed how her daughter Katie struggled with cleaning. Now, some people are going to hear different application of principle. You're not saying no, that. No. What are you saying that's different? Hmm. For instance, with Katie, she, like I said, she's an artist, and that really defines her as a person, and I didn't have a clue what that was about. What does that mean to us that don't know Katie? She, what did that express? That means she likes messy. She doesn't like black <laughs> and white lines. Okay, she likes to just come and go and uh, color outside the lines oh my word there are no lines yes Mm. definitely definitely and so you know we on saturday was cleaning day so we divided the house into fourths and we all cleaned (laughs) we do the same do you really (laughs) and when the kids are gone i miss it so much now it's just me but But there's some fights in there right yes because she didn't want to do it exactly how i wanted so what i needed to do was let up on her room and let her room be her messy place and, of course, you had to get the food scraps out of there and, and all of that. But just she could have clothes on the floor. She could have art supplies. When she was in college, in her undergrad, we went to visit her in her studio apartment. And we had moved her in. We knew what the apartment looked like. We went to visit. She knew we were coming. We got in the door and literally walked through a maze in this tiny, tiny studio apartment because it was covered with art projects, art supplies. There was no place to sit. She was beaming 
because this was this was her world that she had created. Huh. All of her art, it was hanging, it was sitting on the kitchen chairs, it was laying on the kitchen table, it was on the sofa. She was beaming. This was her world. And in that moment, it occurred to me, I have been stepping on her oxygen. I have been stepping hmm. on what makes her feel like Katie because I insisted that she fit into my mold of neat and orderly. Uh, Brenda, let me ask you this. I love the description of that, stepping on the oxygen hose. Mm -hmm. Um, We've said that in marriage uh, broadcast, John. Uh, But in the parenting concept, some might see that as weakness in your parenting approach, Mm -hmm. that the lack of discipline, they see cleanliness next to godliness. I'm amazed when you you hear the late night shows from time, they show little snippets. And they're on doing the street interviews. And mm-hmm. I think one time I saw Jay Leno, maybe, and he was asking that question, is cleanliness next to godliness in the Bible? And everybody said yes. Well, it's actually not there, is it? No. There's no scripture that says that. Exactly. But, but talk about how we convolute these things and create mm-hmm. kind of uh, extracurricular rules mm-hmm. that maybe God isn't that concerned about. He's, I don't really think he is. The thing is, we have to give our kids a place to be who they are. It's going to ooze out somewhere. And if we can give them a space to be who they are with a messy bedroom, say, they are going to be way more apt to follow some other rules, such as curfew, such as our rules with the internet. They need a place to say who they are. You have a place to say who you are. Why can't we give our kids a place to be who they are? Then they're way more willing to come back and hear what we have to say when we know we're listening to what them. What guidelines did you apply to that? Because some things, it's right for parents to say, mm-hmm. these are the rules and the, and the parameters when it comes to electronics. You're only going to be able to do it sure. Sh- sure. for so many hours a week or mm-hmm. whatever, or just on the weekend, something that we do at our house. But how do you know what's a principle and what's expression? We have our core values at home. Safety, always, especially with three girls. We want them to be safe. We want them to to learn how to work hard. We want them to be responsible. We want them to be moral. So we would make our decisions based on these core principles, these core values. And for every family, I think it would be different on what that's going to look like. But you know what your kids need and how much influence they can take from the outside world, how much time they need at home. We used to keep Sunday nights sacred. We don't go anywhere, even church. It's our time to regroup, to spend time together, maybe have a hot dog roast in the that's fireplace. Sunday night. Yeah. Sunday night. That was our time. We rebuilt family. We refreshed ourselves for the week. That was us. And so I think parents need to be willing to say what is important to us and how is it going to look for our family and then be willing to say no to the things that don't really matter. Well, Danny, there are certainly some things that are like biblical truth. You you have to respect these. These are not negotiable. There are other parts of life where we're all different. I mean, my wife and I are different on a variety of things. And as we raise our children, the standards we want them to be high because we want our kids to be mature and responsible and respectful, but um, maybe we can negotiate on what the standard is for some of those things. That's great, John. I think it's important for us to think about that because there's certain things we do want to have, like you said, non-negotiables. It could be drugs, alcohol, certain things. And in the home, that you say these are biblical principles and ways of life that line up with core values of our home. And then there are other areas that are more habits, habits that kids are forming that you want to guide with firmness, but with love and understanding and warmth, and it's a process. And there may be some differences of personalities and strengths in those areas. One of them we've been hitting on right now is cleaning. Yeah. Right. What is clean? What's not clean? Another one could be food. 
Uh, some, some families get super strict on food. There can be controversy around that. There's healthy food, there's healthier food, and then there's unhealthy food. Mm-hmm. And then wh- wh- where's the line? And how do, you, how do you know that that's healthy? And what research have you done compared to this research? And so that's one where, you know, it is good to take care of our bodies, but do we get sometimes too rigid in certain areas, uh, I mean, that's just one. There, there are others that uh, we could bring in. Like one of them, wearing a helmet is a common one for families to get in conflict. Oh, bicycle on. rides, yeah. Bicycle rides, you get kids that are 17, 18, yeah. 19, 20, and they're going, why, why do I still need to wear a helmet, mom or dad? <laughs> why, why do I need to do that? And, and then there's this, this argument, this fight that takes place with, with that topic. And uh, like you said, the driving and other, other areas. Let's look at what habits are very necessary for our kids and then enter into the why and go through a process with your kids. Mm-hmm. Each, uh, each personality in this clip, Brenda talks about Katie being an artist and being the messy one. Well, she just needs to learn how to be organized in her artistic mind and mm-hmm. using that creativity to create organization. And uh, Brenda was going through that process in a patient way with, with Katie. And I, it's exciting to be able to see parents lean into that because it stretches us mm-hmm. to, to adjust to the differences in our kids and teach them habits and then being able to say the why on the non-negotiables. What a great invitation it is to be a parent. It's yeah. hard, though. It's hard, but super rewarding. And uh, you don't have to be uptight, but you do need to be wise. Uh, to that end, we have a website that Danny's team has put together. It's packed full of biblical... Uh, trustworthy resources. One will be an article, we'll post a link to it, uh, called Parenting Young Adults, Boundaries and Limits. So if you're struggling to find some level of cooperation with your young adult son or daughter, uh, this is going to be helpful. And uh, then we have the book by Brenda Garrison called Love No Matter What, When Your Kids Make Decisions You Don't Agree With. As they get older, that will happen more and more in all likelihood. And uh, that's a terrific resource. We're making that available today uh, for a gift of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family. Uh, If you can, sign up to be a monthly sustainer to the ministry. And uh, if you're not in a spot to do that, we understand. We'd ask for a one-time gift of any amount, and then we'll send that book to you. Uh, Stop by the show notes for all the details. We'll have more from Brenda Garrison next time as she shares about a time her daughter became rebellious and uh, how that turned out. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Smalley. And I'm Erin Smalley. Marriage is an amazing gift from God, but it can also be a challenge sometimes. That's right. We could all use a little guidance. And that's why we started our podcast, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We talk about things like recognizing conflict cycles, dealing with stress, and how to grow your love each day. Listen at crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there.